This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now for something special. The unit is self-contained with its own saddler, farrier, wheelwright, and so on. It's a rigorous training dished out who know all there is to know about horses, and it brings results. We take you behind the scenes now to show just some of the interesting aspects of this training. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, the number one podcast to create sound of horses from the ground up. Mike Stein is a registered journeyman fairy with an APF1 accreditation. On this week's episode, Talking Terminology, we're going to talk about the word pastern, also angular limb deformities, and also a case study about a mini horse. And we also answer your questions and comments here on the air as well. All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. And over to my far inside is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good, Travis. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm doing better now, actually. I'm doing all right. Are you doing better? Yes. Are you, how are you doing? I am doing spectacular. Are you, anything exciting happened this week? You said you mentioned something that you were working like double time or something? Well, the last few weeks with the, the horses that have been coming down from the north for the winter, events that are coming up and getting everybody ready for their big deal of the year and all that, and they're packing out and heading back north, some of them, and... And so things are changing and going more into springtime work. My business does not slow down in the winter. In fact, sometimes it's busier. Because the, the snowboards are bringing down their horses no, there's, here. There's a good many horses that come down for winter training. You know, then we are preparing for the, the competitions, and some of them are coming down just for tune-up for competitions, and we do what we need to do for the setup for wherever they're competing and hustling, trying to keep up, get them all done. Well, I'm trying to hustle. I'm trying to keep up. I don't know if you, when you pulled up in the driveway this morning, did you notice a car was missing? There's a car missing. There is a car missing. Do you know what car is missing? The car that's not here. Well, my wife's car is missing. Your wife's car is missing. Well, just to let you know, my wife's car is missing because my wife is on a business trip because your wife is missing (laughs) exactly for five days my wife is on a business trip so with that being said mike and everything that goes on here on the property what does that mean for me you can loaf and get away with things for a few days and then when she goes back you got to hustle straighten everything up no it means i have to hustle and straighten everything up now because i'm the only one on the property that's doing all moving the horses between pastures moving the cleaning the stalls and and brushing the horses down because they've been rolling out in the field and if it rains i gotta rotate the horses back into the into the barn and out of the barn and feed the horses and hay the horses and water the horses and and talk to the horses and, and do all the horse stuff i in the morning and at night all the people who own horses now as you guys know i'm the simpleton i know very little about horses i know my wife has trained me how to move the horses and you know how to lead the horse and make sure it goes in the stall and make sure you keep the horse's head up so it doesn't wander around the difference is when i move the horses out of the barn into the pastures and stuff because we have a long walk probably about 100 yards long to walk down to put the horses in the pastures they are all connected but not you catch too- your steps i should i need one of those pedometer things on my on my hip probably put in an extra five thousand steps in a day but the thing that my wife does does when she moves the horses from the barn to the pastures is we have this like what we call a grotto big grassy area in the middle of our driveway it's huge grassy area it's got trees and stuff but lush lush 
tall fescue. She'll let the horse graze as she's walking down the path to bring him into the pastures. She'll let Diego graze. She'll let Dominique graze. Not when daddy's doing it. When daddy's doing it, this is business. I've got other stuff to do. (laughs) I don't have time to sit here and the horse's head will kind of lean towards the grass and nope. Yank that horse's head right back up. We're going to the gate. That's it. You have the grass out there in the pasture. You're going to eat that grass. You're not going to eat along the way. You ruin your dinner. They don't get dessert if they ruin their dinner. No, they don't get anything. So as they're walking down the you know the gravel path, my wife will let them go out there and graze a little bit. She's, oh, I, I hate to see them. You know, I, I want them to be happy. I love my horses. Well, that's you're fine. Not, you're not mess. You're screwing up the routine. Am I screwing up the routine? Or, routine or, yes. or am I instilling better values? I'm not touching that one. I got to work for your wife. <laughs> well, this week you're working for me, Mike. No, because right. <laughs> I'm the only one here on the property, and I've got to do this stuff with the horses. So, and the funny thing is, my wife is like, "Okay, now make sure when you put Dominique in her stall that she likes to be brushed in this direction and not this direction. She doesn't like that." All right. <laughs> do you brush? Do you ruffle her hair? Some of the pastures are still kind of damp from the rain and stuff. Right. So if the horse goes out there and roll, of course, that mud will get on them and dry up. This is all I know from her telling me. This is it could be total bogus. I don't know. But the horse will get mud on it. And I guess if that mud will sit on the, the hair long enough, it'll mold or cake or, or cause... Um, like a rash or something, so I have to physically get that mud off. That's what I'm told. That's what I'm told. It could You're be following bo- orders. That's all that matters. That's right? all that matters. And hopefully, when she comes home, the horses will be happy. Everyone will be happy, and then I can go back to just. I'm normally the water boy. That's what I do. I fill the water buckets and throw the hay. That's all I do. Well, that's about nature, water boy. <laughs> they made a movie about that. They did in my hometown of Orlando, Florida. Yeah. All right, guys, stick around. We, when we come back, we got a lot to talk about, and we're going to answer your questions here on the air. You're listening to Equine. Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. Hey, it's Travis, the host of Equine Dynamics. Let me introduce you to a new website. It's called youwelcomehere.com. That's the letter U, welcomehere.com. They offer a variety of resources to help you stay inspired. Whether you're looking for something more meaningful in life to solve your problems or to find that right information, learn to work from the comfort of your own home with a new skill. Educate yourself to invest and save correctly. Travel with your own services without the stress. Check out youwelcomehere.com. That's the letter U, welcomehere.com. Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He was the official fairy of the 2018 World Equestrian Games. And if you'd like to see this video for every podcast we do, we have a bunch of visual elements that are here in the studio. Mike's got an actual half of a horse's leg that he's got here that's been, is it free? You said they're free. Freeze dry. And we'll get into that, why he brought that with him as well. And the way you do that is go over to YouTube and make sure you like and subscribe to Mike Stein over there. and Watch him at your leisure. You can hit the bell. That's what all the influencers say. Hit the bell. and you, Every time we post something, you get a notice on your phone. People don't want to get a 
notice on their phone every time we talk. They want to take us and ingest us and digest us at their leisure when they want to learn about horses, when they want to talk about horses, if they want to listen to us ramble on about horses. That's what they want to do. And when they want to learn about the water boy. <laughs> yeah, now I got a new nickname. Well, I've really labeled myself now. Our listeners out there, Mike Stein has a Facebook page as well, and he posts a bunch of pictures, a bunch of different articles. Uh, they're very interesting. It's a great follow. Uh, he doesn't bombard you with a bunch of junk and stuff like that, but it's interesting some of the articles that he comes across. And one of the articles that he posted up there, he was talking about a, a bad saddle fit or how saddle fitting can affect the way a horse's I guess horses in general. So we have a question that came in from Martha Picord, P-E-D-D-I-C-O-R-D, Picord. And here's the question that she asked. The question is, do you think that the long toe, low heel over time can contribute to the deterioration of the trapezius muscle leading to hollows behind in the withers? So, Mike, answer Martha's question for us. Well, the article is talking about the trapezius muscle deteriorating from a bad, ill-fitting saddle. And when you drop the back and you limit the movement of the scapulas, you lose development of muscles. If they're not used, they atrophy away, right? Yes. When the muscles atrophy away, you get the hollow. When the trapezius atrophies away, you get the hollow there, right? And that's bad. It is. It is. Going down to the ground, when you start locking up that shoulder, you start affecting hoof growth. And you can start pushing a horse towards low toe, long heel growth in the front feet, if that's what's going on. Now, in a complete reverse order, if we've got a foot that's collapsed on the ground and the toe's running out front and the breakover's shooting forward and the horse is having a hard time mechanically fighting that, guess what? That sets the scapula. And the horse will start bracing and muscles tighten up around the scapula and you will stop some of the movement. Then guess what happens to the, to the trapezius muscles? You get atrophy. It's the same thing in reverse order. Does it come from the top or does it come from the bottom? You're going to end up with the same problem. A, a basic problem is just which order and what direction did the force come from that caused the problem. And if you'd like to get your question into Mike Stein, you can either go to his Facebook page and post it there uh, like Martha did and we can read it on the air or you can email Mike at any time at equinedynamics.com. Get your question in there. Make sure you put a return address, and Martha will be getting some stickers and some magnets and some free swag from us for her question. We like to thank Martha for her question. Now, talking terminology, the word pastern, the atomical area between the fetlock and the coronary band. Now, is this where we bring in the visuals? Okay, this is where Mike... Let's Mike, bring it in. Let's bring it in. All right, here comes the visual. So There's visuals. Uh, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video, and you can see this visual in real time as we're talking about it here on the air. Just go over to YouTube, search Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, and you can see this as well. So what are we looking at there, Mike? This is a lower leg of a horse. Now, it's it's a lower leg of a horse, and it's also been sliced in half. Flip it around so everyone can see. So you can see the coffin bone. You can see the hip bone, the funny bone. And, uh, yeah, the, you got to have the funny bone. If the funny bone's not there, we've got a problem. <laughs> Tell us what, what the pastern is in this. Okay, the pastern is between the fetlock joint and the coffin joint, which is inside the hoof. And this would be the pastern area in the horse. Now, when you turn it over and you see the internal structures, you've got the long pastern bone and the short pastern bone. Here's your fetlock. Here, can we be seen? I got you. Yeah. Here's, your, here's your coffin joint. This would be the pastern. And when you bring it over here. That's the pastern. So is that clear to you? Yes. Just Water that boy. <laughs> just that section there. Just that it's, section there. It's called the pastern. Right. All right. And what's the importance of watching the pastern, and what are the most common ailments that could happen with a pastern? 
Well, high ring bone would, would affect this joint. Low ring bone would affect the cough of the joint. High ring bone would affect the pastern joint. Uh, you've got a series of tendons and ligaments. You know, a horse that has suspensory damage, the way that res- pasture responds when it hits the ground will start showing up probably before you see damage to the suspensory. Also, you're going to see with tendon issues, contracted tendons, uh, with tendons that are too slack, check ligament stretched out, you're going to see a completely different set of the pastern. What else do we need to know about the pastern? We must have one. <laughs> Every horse has Every one. Every horse has. Well, they should have four, one on each corner. Okay, so the pastern does refer to all four? All four legs. All, all four legs, you okay. Have, you have a pastern in the hind leg, you have a pastern in the front leg. Now, are they built exactly the same way as this model, or are the rear ones different? Well, there are some difference in tendons and ligaments in, in the back end, but basically, as far as the bone structure, it's pretty close. Okay. Uh, the way it loads is going to be a little different from front to back. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the angular limb deformities. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. We'll be right back. Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. Make sure you follow him on Facebook. Get your questions in over there. And the way you do that is to go to Equine Dynamics on Facebook and search Mike Stein as well. And don't forget, he is... Whoops. Mike Stein was the 2017 American Venting Championship Farrier. And don't forget, for every podcast we do, we also have a matching video that has all the visuals here. And Mike Stein has got a pastern in his hand over there. And waving to me here on the camera is Mike Stein. How are you? How I'm are you? good. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> that's I'm good. Your, that's I forgot. Your, that's your cute answer. I know. Supposed to respond. All right. So there you go. That's Mike Stein over there. Supposed to have the belt light flash. And- yeah. A little bell ding, little like bell ding. Pavlov's dog. Yes, exactly. Now, we're going to talk about the angular limb deformities, and this refers to the lateral or medial deviation of the limb when viewed from front or rear. So let's talk angular limb deformities. Can you use that as a... We can use this. As a model? We can use this as a model. Okay, I'm going to switch the cameras here. So here we go. Well, we're talking about angular limb deformities. Medial is to... We'll call this the horse's body here. Medial is to the center line of the body. Lateral is to the outside. And anywhere up the bone column of the leg, you can have some angular limb deformities. You can have angular limb deformities in the in the coffin joint itself, where the coffin joint is tweaked downward more in or out okay left to right left to right anything up into the pastern where the pastern can go left or right it could start up in the knee easy enough if you've got a knee that's offset everything down below will try to realign the foot under the knee so you can have a knee that's offset cough bone set to the outside and the leg breaking back in and that's where you get some of these pigeon-toed horses you'll have misalignments in the joints down the leg all the way into the hoof capsule. Now, what causes this? Is this just the natural, a horse's just unique characteristics can be, you know, like I'm six foot one and Mike, you're 5'11". Is it just the natural of how they're... I was six foot four when I started shoeing horses. I'm sure you were. But I mean, is it just the natural 
the way a horse grows up? That's just the nature of, of how it is? Or is it is it not being worked right or not being taken care of right or, or looking after right or finding the problems early enough to eliminate these problems? Well, horses, when they're in the womb, are pretty twisted up. They're kind of balled up in there, tucked up. And when they come out, they hopefully within the first few days, limbs start straightening. If not, sometimes we need to help them. And that's one of those discussions we're going to get into on thing limb deformities where we'll have a lower leg. You know, I've got one right now where we're dealing with a coffin joint and probably some, some pastern alignment on a horse that came to us at a year and a half old. And we're trying to help this horse out best we can. And notice I say best we can because when you're dealing with angular limb deformities, the coffin joint if we're waiting until, until a year and a half old, this joint is closed enough that we're not going to have a lot of effect on it. In fact, forcing it, will, we can create some huge problems. So when you get these babies that are crooked, you need to go ahead and talk to your vet who's involved and decide whether you're going to do something with it or not. Because you got time windows as far as each joint closes. You know, I'm looking at three months of age. I need to be getting ahead of this by four months. I need to be pretty much done. But by three months of age, this is getting to the point where we need to do something. Now, when you say do something, do they put like braces like on Forrest Gump Gump's legs when he was a kid he wasn't walking right do they put that would physical- be pretty extreme you know with mild cases just the fact of staying on top of trimming the foot maybe putting a support or an extension glued to the foot temporarily on these babies you don't want it to stay very long because that foot's changing so fast you know we got a, a window here where at three months we need to be well in to take care of it. and as they go up the leg all the way up to the knee you could have up to a year or so and when you get into this elbow you know further up the knee there are some charts you can look up there's like three six nine months you know if you got i've got an alignment up here and i start trying to move it too early i can mess up the alignment lower because this will give more than this will so then you need to start looking at letting these joints close then we can work with what's up top and you need to have a vet good vet farrier team involved there's too many times it used to be some years back that we would do a lot more with these got about well let's let them grow up and let's see and then start you start getting these calls somebody bring them to the vet clinic well it's two years old now remember that leg we looked at can you do something with it now it's like you know we don't understand why you can't because the joint we got a time window when those joint spaces start closing enough that we can't do it and you're dealing with tendons and ligaments and and all that you have a contracted you know ligament on one side tendons are contracted you need to slowly work that out so they're not and some of that goes all the way back to when the baby was in the womb so when we had pepper here we lost pepper last year right when we got her she was pregnant unknowingly pregnant so a couple months go by she gets fatter like when why is this horse getting flatter a couple months go by again boom now we've got kai Han. Now, Cayenne was naturally born right out here right, and just came right out of the womb and started running around. We never had a vet come out and look at her. Actually, I take that back. We had a vet come out and look at Pepper and the umbilical cord bag to make sure that she was born correctly. He's like, yep, there was good. there's good veins and stuff in the bag, you know, the placenta bag, or, or I guess it was saying, and looked at Pepper. Pepper looked good, looked at the pony teeth, four legs, stands upright, and that was it. We've never really done now, granted, Cayenne is a is a yard ornament or a pasture buddy i should say for dominique but we've never really experienced any kind of like you're talking about deformities in cayenne and but we've never done anything for cayenne to make sure that she doesn't have any conformities or deformities no and there's no reason to you know this is not it's not going to be every baby most of them within the first few weeks first few hours are going to move around tendons ligaments are going to start to stretch into place move into shift play start to tighten up and you know given a little bit of time 
if a baby when a baby is first born, if you've got that alignment problem, it's like, oh my God, we do got to do something now. So give it a little bit, give it for a little bit of wiggle room, give it a couple of weeks, and let's come back and look and see what's going on, and then we start making decisions. Do we need to do something with this? And if so, how much? But you were you were saying but the problem is is on the older horse. If we wait, then we're dealing with that with for the rest of that horse's life. Okay, okay, that that's where I guess where my confusion was because you're like you know let's wait and see, and I'm like going we'll, we've always just like waited and never really well, saw with with, with with cayenne and you and you shouldn't normally they're going to straighten themselves out enough that everything is going to be reasonably well aligned, but some of them aren't, and those we need to go ahead and do something with. It's the same thing with your high low feet, your clubby footed horses. Is there a time window when we can do something with that? Yes. Are a lot of them taken care of? Probably not. Or does the horse pay a price for it for the rest of its life if it's not taken care of? Now, if it is to a degree where it's going to cause problems, yes, it will. If you look at through the horse's life, if we do something on the early end of it, it will take make things better for the horse for the rest of his life. Now, I'm not saying that every horse needs this because they certainly don't, but we need to be looking at our, our young horses and we need to be thinking. And if there's a problem, we need to take care of it within the, the time limits that, that you've got restraints because of growth patterns of the horse. But think about all those people out there that have had horses as a lawn ornament and they've been out there and they've gotten, you know, messing around. They got right. themselves knocked up. That horse is born and They're then going out to the bar too much. <laughs> and then this, that horse, that baby horse grows up and now I'm want to take that horse at two years old and break it and now i want to take that horse and or sell it to someone else and that person wants to turn it into a a hunter jumper or dressage or or something like or a venting horse because the person who had the initial horse wasn't planning on doing anything with that horse then it's it feels like it's it's an uphill battle to fix what was neglected for two years oh it is it is definitely and some of the stuff you're not going to fix and the deal of it is, is later on, how long is that horse going to have a performance career? And at what point is it going to fall apart? There's too many horses out there. There's fields full of horses. Well, you know, he came up all fit eight years old. He came up all fit. Why? And some of the stuff we do early with the horse can make a difference. You know, your horses are living a lot longer. Are we keeping up with that with their useful lives, useful careers? And none of them are perfect. I'm not saying that all of them need something done, but we need to be looking at our young horses and paying attention to this because if there is something going on, that's where we can do something with his angular limb deformities. If we don't, there's horses out there that, and plenty of them that have been brought into the vet clinic and said, can you do something with this leg? He's five now. Well, is he going to have problems because of that? Yeah, good chance of it. Arthritic changes, whatever happens. And how long can that horse perform at a how certain level? How long can he perform? How long can his you know life be reasonable as far as his, his usefulness? How much of his life does he need to be a lawn ornament? Some horses, people are fine with them being lawn ornaments. It's an expensive lawn ornament, man. Well, yeah. I mean, it's expensive <laughs> lawn ornament. They're kind of pretty to look at, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. But even at that, when you got a horse that's 30 years old, I don't want to see him out there hobbling around right? because of something that we could have taken care of when he was a few months of age. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, we have a case study of an actual mini horse that Mike was diving into, so we'll dive into that when we come back. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. Wake up in the morning and I'll raise my weary head. I've got an old coat for a pillow and the earth was last night's bed. I don't know where I'm going Only God knows where I've been I'm a devil on the run A six-gun lover
Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He is now a licensed thoroughbred farrier through the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. And don't forget, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. Go over to YouTube. You can see all the visuals here in the studio. And also, just a little behind the scenes, you get to see all the dialogue and stuff that we have in between breaks and stuff that Mike talk about. <laughs> Mike and I talk about. We were talking about my Metamucil over there, and he was making fun of me and calling me Waterboy still. And the way you do that is go to YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe to YouTube as well. And you can comment and ask us any questions through our Facebook page, or you can go straight to ekindynamics.com. At the top of the page, it says contact us, fill out that little form, make sure you put a return address, and we'll send you out some magnets, some stickers if we answer your question on the air. And if you'd like Mike to come out and perform a clinic at your location or your event, there's a section for clinics as well. Fill that out, and Mike will get you scheduled on board. And over my far end side on board is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Did I tell you that we did a little deal for the South? carolina humane society on easter or saturday yeah last week you were talking about yeah yeah yeah. you can remind people that you did that yeah we did and i was amazed at the amount of people we got to come out for it it was great turnout great turnout great turnout and and it's a great way to get your word out there and uh get and help out the humane society a little bit and get your face in front of a bunch of a larger audience as well now mike we are now going to talk about a little horse name a mini pony is it a pony or a miniature horse yes name twiggy now tell us about twiggy now we do have pictures of this, so make sure you're over at the at the YouTube page. Twiggy. Little Twiggy. So this is Twiggy. This is Twiggy. This is Twiggy's foot, I should say. This so what are we looking at here? Well, if you look at that, there is a flare to the medial side. The coronary band is twisted. The whole foot is twisted. And when you, you know, back out and look at the leg a little bit, there is some... Uh, Between this right here and this right here, using our word of the day, is the pastern. Pastern. There you go. The bulge up just right in that area is your fetlock joint. There's your pastern. And the pastern goes down into the coffin joint. So we've got some alignment problems with this little gal. She... Quiet little one. She has been trained to drive. She came to, this is, I think, first time I'd ever seen her. When you say trained to drive, is she pulling a cart or is she like at kids' shows or something? What is she's she? got a driver's license. <laughs> she's sitting in a... She could pull a cart. She can drive she in can a... pull a cart. Okay. So if you lift up the leg, you can, from your hock down through your cannon bone all the way into the hoof. Now, that's more apparent where you've got some alignment issues in that leg, right? Yes. I can see where it almost looks like it's kind of towing in. It is kind of towing in, and everything's kind of bowed in, right? Yes. There we go. That Some of that we could have started working with when this was a young one at this age. How old do you think Twiggy is? At this point, I want to say 10 or 12 years old. Okay, so she's still a teenager. Yeah. Not for a horse, but for us, yes. <laughs> okay. So, okay, well, can we... Can we do something to help Twiggy out? Twiggy's kind of one-sided as far as pushing in the back end. Twiggy does Twiggy's job. And these little ones can seem to get away with a lot of that better than horses. Now, here's horse, horse. Yes. Here, here's the rear end. That is not an ideal foot. That is not an ideal alignment. And the before this horse was, this pony was purchased at the auction, there was not a lot of hoof care. We got feet that are run forward on both sides. We got that alignment problem. We got to see what we can do to get the best situation, best strain off the joint as we can. Now, what was the reason? What was the reason for actually calling you out to look at this horse? Like, did they say, okay, Twiggy's not wanting to walk anymore, or she's limping or lame or something like that? At what point did the owners have Twiggy pulling this cart? Did they say, look, we need to well, call a professional point, in? They they had bought this one. Part of it was because it was trained to pull a cart. At this point. 
point had not really been used. She's a little, she's kind of off in that leg, and the leg does not work like a normal hind leg. And if you know, if you could see, if we had pictures of the higher part of the body, well, well, that's not even a straight on shot. But you would notice in the hips, there's some different differences in muscling. The horse is de- very one sided. Her little pony is very one sided, but and it and it can't really help but be. You know, oh, hold on. That's a kind of a back view a view of the leg from another angle. And see how that foot is at the outer, the lateral side of that foot is just kind of squashed down, the heel squashed under? Yes. Because of the growth of the foot, that joint is misaligned anyway. She looks like she's standing with attitude, like she's waiting for the bus or something. (laughs) She's waiting for the bus. You know, we trimmed it. We tried to take stress out because of the alignment of the bone column and all the weight being on that lateral side crushing down. If the foot was not maintained, that torques that joint harder. I've seen you've taken off a lot of that hoof, a lot of that toe. There's a lot taken off. We did scalp her just a bit, if you can see down there at that tip. Right there, there's a little blood. Yeah, and I, I'm sorry, but you know, this little feet is tough sometimes. And just trying to get the bone column alignment best we can. I'm not going to say I've never scalped one because they're a dead. Now, will you put but, some ointment or anything on that, or she'll it'll just clot up and she'll be okay? Well, we'll pack it with a little bit of sugar down. Okay. But the thing of it is, is getting that lower leg where she can stand putting pressure on it. kind of had to go somewhere. Couldn't really put a shoe on her or anything, so that's what we could do. And with the foot twist and torqued into odd shapes it is really hard to judge what's good what's healthy what's not when you're removing foot you're trying to bring the bone column back to as about as safe a place as you can get it because what this pony has been fighting his whole life so here's a straight shot of the back of twigging right and this is after trimmed tried to get that realigned better and we did go a little aggressive because well we couldn't walk on it we're standing on it not bad after the trimming if you remember that front view from earlier on there we are before we trim the feet, and then we go to that last shot. The leg alignment has changed, and there's some pressure off the joints. With the the foot overgrown and out, the, the alignment's not going to, we're not really going to change these joints. But when you have the flare on the one side, collapse on the other side, you're taking that joint spacing, and you're closing it down on the inside, and you're causing impact. So we what we want to shoot for is uh, between the medial lateral spacing of the joint is pretty easy with spacing if we were shooting an x-ray on, on this joint. If you have a foot that's grown like that and flared hard, when you take that shot, your DP shot from front to back, if that joint is pressed closed on one side, would be the medial side before we trimmed, what we want to do is get a release on that space. You know, we don't want that medial side of the joint pressed closed and impinged because then you got bone trying to rub bone on bone over time. We're going to cause arthritic changes, and there we go. We can't change that, but we want to minimize damage from that point forward. So what's the latest on Twiggy now? When did you do that, and, and how long has uh, she been like that? Or how long ago was this? That was several years ago okay. when that one showed up. Okay. I'm going to say she's in her mid-20s now. She never was asked to do anything too hard. There was a couple of times she eased around with the card a little bit with the kid on it. At this point, there is another one to replace her, and she will hang out there and hang out with her buddies and run them each other off food and all that kind of stuff, and she will be taken care of. So chances are her feet are not going to be, I don't want to say, got the attention that you gave her, but she will get just normal trimmings and well, stuff from that. Well, I still see her. Oh, you do still see her. Okay. I still see her. She's in a place where we decided to get someone to come in and replace her, not that she ever did much, mm-hmm. but because of that leg, you know, she's not having any real problems now, but she's getting a couple of years on her. We don't want to push it and make it to where that leg is a problem as she ages. 
But yeah. she's she's good. And she's happy, and okay. she's taken care of. She's in a good place. Well, good, good. She's got veterinary care. She lives with a veterinarian and a chiropractor. Oh, God. One-two punch. Things are taken care of. She's in a good place. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, one more little segment, and we'll wrap up the show. You're listening to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. He'll be right back. You're a real tough cookie with a long Welcome back to Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein, the number one podcast for create sounder horses from the ground up. Mike Stein is a registered journeyman farrier with an APF1 accreditation. Don't forget, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video with all the different visuals that we have here in the studio. And the way you can see that is go to YouTube, search Equine Dynamics with Mike Stein. Make sure you like and subscribe over there as well. And if you'd like to drop a comment, I answer them. If I see them, if I can't answer them, I'll get Mike to answer them as well. We'll make up some kind of answer. Mike will make up some kind of answer as well. And if you'd like to actually ask him a legit question, go to equinedynamics.com, fill out that little form there, and uh, get your questions in, and make sure you put a return address, and we'll send you out some free stuff here from the show, just from being part, and to say thank you for listening to us. And over to my far hand side is Mike Stein. How are you? I'm doing good, Travis. You didn't say anything about my haircut. I got a brand new... I was new... noticing you had a high-speed haircut. <laughs> I got you a... look faster. I do look faster. I got my, my wife gave me like the, the side shaves and the little short on top, so I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking good, just yeah, in time yeah. for summer. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what do you mean that's... Well, you're looking good well you know we'll let the people on the on the youtube video comment and say if i look good or not i'll look at the camera here so you can see mm. <laughs> there you go so there's my new haircut he says, oh he looks psycho yeah that guy's a weirdo i'm not trusting him with anything he says all right what do we learn today mike talking terminology the pastern the atomical area between the fentlock and the coronary band and what should we be looking for and how do i identify that so let me switch screens here so you can see this here you go go ahead yeah, with the pastern, and we were also talking about angle limb deformities. We can throw that in there. Yes, one-two combo. You want a good, clean alignment from your cannon bone down to the bottom of the hoof. The pastern is this area, long pastern, short pastern. Here's your coffin joint. Here's the coffin bone, your navicular bone, and your cannon bone. The pastern runs between your cannon bone and your coffin bone, and that is the pastern. As far as angular limb deformities, medial would be broken to the inside, lateral would be broken to the outside. That's jumping the gun on you a little bit. That's okay. Uh, angular deformities, what are we looking for and how do we prevent it? Or prevent it or take care of it as we come across it? Well, we need to look at our young horses and make some decisions here in the time periods where we can have some effect. Talk to your vet, talk to your farrier. There are some graphs out there that will show you has the timing that joints close between the coffin joint up the leg and depending on what's going on we got different time windows as to where we've got to be working on that alignment problem i got some homework for you can you find a graph that shows the age and time and put it on your facebook page for what do you got like five thousand some odd viewers over there yes for, we can. for our listeners and stuff to look as well make a mental note that's your homework for the week yeah we can find that all right and also the case of twiggy the mini horse and what what was the the whole thing behind twiggy and how twiggy came to be in your care twiggy was bought as much as a rescue and the fact that twiggy could drive a little cart around after the initial trim where we were aggressive with it you know since the horse was trimmed on a regular basis after that that we were not very aggressive with it just trying to a little rasp work we weren't going to do anything to any extremes to try to straighten out the leg we certainly were not trying to force the joint into alignment because 
way past that point. And at that point, you would create a situation where Twiggy wouldn't would scream, Aldous hurts. It was just maintaining the pony and trying to keep the alignment as best we can to minimize damage on that joint long term. At this point, she's headed into retirement years. And her and her working life, since she's been with this owner, was very little and very light. You know, so she entertains some kids a little bit. And now she's going into retirement because she's doing fine on that leg. And she can live there and not have any more stress put on that leg and live out the rest of her days. And I'm sure just putting smiles and happy joys on, on children's faces is always a good sign. Right. And the fact that she lives with an equine chiropractor and an equine vet, they can take care of problems as they see things. And they, they take good care of these animals. All right, guys. So she's in a good place. All right, guys. If you like Mike's sign to come out to your event or location, go to equinedynamics.com at the top of the page says clinics fill that out michael reach out to you and contact you and set everything up and don't forget to like us over on youtube search equine dynamics mike stein over on youtube and uh, follow him on facebook and he'll have that chart thrown up here probably in the next few hours or so that's equine dynamics mike stein over on facebook as well all right guys on that note we're going to let you get back to enjoying your horses on behalf of mike stein over there have a good day and if you need some water call travis <laughs> my name's travis saying see you next week all of the doggies are in the corral All of your work is done Just close your eyes and dream, little pal Dream of someone Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue All in the Kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.